Hey everyone, it's Frank and Jackie Ritz. And we're here with Essential Oil Healthcare Radio. And today's topic is one of which that a lot of you may be awfully interested in. I am going to talk to you, well, of course, we're both going to talk to you about different ways that we like to manage cholesterol levels, healthy cholesterol levels in the body. And so, uh, you know, you might be out there uh, just trying to simply find information. You might even actually still kind of believe that old school thought about having to watch uh, different levels, if you will, and have to keep a hard peering eye on them. Uh, And we just want to reassure you that you're doing great and that we want to help you continue to do all of those really great things that you can to maintain healthy cholesterol levels. So let's first start off, like I'm going to probably start with the vast majority of my podcasts, is I'm going to say we want to make sure that we are speaking with our healthcare providers because there is volumes of information that different laboratory tests and information that we can receive from our doctors can actually give us. So before you decide to just jump right in and do any of this, make sure that you run this by your healthcare provider because we want to make sure that you're doing it a very safe and very effective way. And so today, let's dive right in with talking about one aspect that actually really got my attention when I was going through a conference here in my local area about healthy eating and putting it into practice. Well, there was one piece of data that I saw that there was a survey done of, I can't remember the amount of patients, I apologize for not being able to remember, but there's a certain amount of patients that were asked on a survey, uh, how important is it that your primary health understands how nutrition is? And it shouldn't be any surprise that over 85% of respondents actually said that that is true. Now, the funny thing is, is that they went to those providers and said, how many of you feel like you are formally trained well enough to where you can have a conversation about nutrition with your folks? It was a dismal 15%. And so the reason why I say that is because we are looking to uh, folks to be able to improve our nutrition and they're not getting the proper training that they need. And so a lot of us have turned to the internet or other individuals who have dedicated their lives to being able to have the proper nutrition. Let's just face it. I'm going to immediately say it and I'm going to be completely point blank about it. Our diet sucks. Our diet is based off of convenience. We have a fast food mentality and we love to make food and serve it months later. And that means that it's going to be chock full of preservatives and other unwanted things that are making us sick. And so our food is being found out more and more as it gets researched. It is found out that it is making us sick. Uh, So we really want to make sure that we dive into the foundational understanding of diet because we absolutely are not eating right. I just watched a wonderful podcast on it lasted about 20 minutes and it is talking about a couple of different diets now by all means we're not recommending you a diet you follow the diet that you decide that you need to follow do your research but it was about the paleolithic and the keto diet and it was a really great talk by dr wolfson he is a uh, cardiologist he wrote a book called the paleo cardiologist i'll be happy to link that below but it is a great book almost life-changing if you will for me because it gave me some really great introspect and i'm a door 
York when it comes to wanting to know public health knowledge. I love to look at research articles and make sure that what I am looking at is what is considered evidence-based medicine. And so the long short of it is, is that there is a lot of really great references throughout his book, and it talks about a lot of the conceptions that we have about our modern diet and what we now know because research is starting to back up with different things that are often 180 degrees in the opposite direction of what we grew up with. For example, the uh, diet that I grew up with in the 1990s was something called the low-fat diet. The low-fat diet focused on just that, trying to remove fat out of our uh, out of our food system. And so the problem with doing that is that we found out we removed a lot of the flavor and we had to put a bunch of different things in it in order to give it a flavor that was even palatable for people to eat. I remember sugar-free cookies. I remember low-fat cookies. Uh, I apologize. I shouldn't say sugar-free because actually they were sugar-full because you remove the fat, but where's the flavor? So you'd have to chalk a bunch of sugar into it in order to even get people to want to eat it again. So we're finding out now that there are some misconceptions about fat. Fat absolutely 100% needs to be healthy fats. And we will talk about healthy fats here in a moment. There has also been very recent research within the last two to three years regarding saturated fat. Saturated fat was by and far uh, a decade or two ago, uh, even back as early as the 1960s, was told that we need to remove saturated fat out of our diet. Well, that's not necessarily true anymore. And research is proving that is that we We need to have healthy sources of good saturated fats in order to be able to have our body running on the fuel source fats as effectively as it actually can. So uh, just get out there, do the research. Let me know if you got any questions. I'd love to talk to you more about that. Moving on to though the concept of cholesterol. Cholesterol, folks, is not a bad thing. Cholesterol is created by the body. It is synthesized usually while you're sleeping by your liver in order to be able to be the backbone of a lot of different things in your body, some of which is hormones and even vitamin D. It is actually a precursor to those things, meaning that it is, uh, it has started off, it's the backbone and it is necessary for the actual function of that particular hormone or even vitamin D. The other thing that cholesterol does is it provides the protection of all of the cells of our body. It lines every cell of our body. Our entire neurological system has fat as a way of shielding the very preciously, easily damaged neurons that comprise our neurological system. So fat and cholesterol are extremely important in the body because they provide substance and they provide nutrition and they provide the hormones. So this concept of eating a high cholesterol diet is also starting to be very wildly studied and finding out that cholesterol, when you look at total amounts of cholesterol, is not nearly as important as looking at the actual components of cholesterol, two of which are something that you may have heard of, which are called lipoproteins. There 
are two different types of major player lipoproteins in the body uh, that we like to focus on, especially when it comes to optimizing our health. And that would be low-density lipoproteins, or LDL. And then there's another one called high-density lipoproteins, or HDL. Well, it's even gone a little bit further than that. We're starting to understand that there are different hormones and things like that that play with this entire system, and that we also want to look at something called high-density lipoprotein function, meaning that high-density lipoprotein, the way that I like to see it, it's kind of like Pac-Man, and Pac-Man goes around and tries to chomp away all these excess issues that are going on inside of our blood vessels, that polices up our blood vessels to make them actually more healthy. So, like I like I wanted, I want to dive into this, but I mean, goodness gracious, I don't want to make this sound like a big lecture. But there is a lot more that we now know about our uh, about our system, our cardiovascular system that is just starting to be really well uncovered. But those particular things, I really appreciate when Dr. Wolfson explained those because it was uh, really great for that reassurance that you are doing the right thing if you're trying to make sure that you get those healthy fats back inside of the body. So personally, everything from this point forward I wanted to talk about is sort of like my protocol and how I am helping, or excuse me, how I am helping maintain healthy cholesterol levels for myself. Uh, I come from a genetic disposition of folks who have lots of cardiovascular disease. So there is not a thing that I can do to change my family history. And a lot of you listening may in fact have similar issues. And that's okay, all right? Because the choices that we make can definitely be a lot more beneficial to be able to counterbalance the issues of what our our family just simply gave us without even knowing the unpackaged gift, if you will, of life. But, you know, things like smoking. I mean, if I can't talk to you about stopping smoking right now, I don't know what will. Uh, you have got to stop smoking because it puts so many different things, so many different strains, so many different toxic chemicals into your body with every drag of that cigarette that it is literally taking years off of your life. It is the number one thing that you can do today to improve your cardiovascular health. The other immediate thing that we can do is look at our nutrition. Now, I've already talked to you about some of the things that you can do, but clean up your nutrition, clean up your food, get rid of processed foods, get rid of those things that are actually not beneficial for us. Eat great amounts of vegetables. They are uber important. Cut back on the meat that you consume, meaning that folks that are following particular diets, yes, you're losing weight, but the fact of the matter is is that you're eating too many of the wrong things. Red meat has been linked to causing inflammation in the body and stuff like that, and so you may want to limit those to only but a couple of times per week. I'm not saying to cut it out altogether. I'm just saying that we want to eat in proportions of those particular foods that we should be eating in order to optimize our health. The next thing is is let's look at exercise. That is absolutely important. I mean, it is very well studied that getting out, movement, going for a hike, going for a bike ride, playing with your kids, uh, doing like very vigorous chores around the house is satisfying and will help to condition your cardiovascular system in a very beneficial way. So those are top three that I would say that you could start immediately and make sure that you're doing those things because these are the things that are going to optimize your cardiovascular health. Now, moving Moving on for some additional ways that we like to use uh, to be able to speak about 
in terms of some herbs and essential oils that can help stabilize these cholesterol levels in the healthy range and different types of foods that you want to consume. That is what this whole next section is about. So I'm going to let Jackie, who's the herbalist in the couple, I'm going to let her take over. You guys are probably a little tired of hearing from me for the last 10 minutes, but she is going to give you a couple of different herbs and other things that she is doing with food that has been able to be really great for our cardiovascular health. Yeah, so um, there's certain herbs that can actually help to um, reduce excessive, you know, cholesterol levels that you have and really help to balance those blood fats as well as just really just helping you be healthy. So um, one of the ones that's really recommended for this is called globe artichoke. This lowers that blood, blood fat and it also can improve liver function to help normalize your cholesterol levels. So if you are sensitive to the Asteraceae plant family, um, and you'll know by just hearing that word if you are, then don't take that, okay, because it's part of that family. Um, another one is, and also you can get that um, globe artichoke. You can get it in a capsule form. Um, which is the powdered leaf, and you would take it three times before a meal. Um, but another one is fenugreek seed, which is a favorite of mine. I absolutely love fenugreek. Um, this also helps to balance um, and maintain healthy cholesterol levels. And because what it does is it's, it slows down the absorption through the intestines. Um, don't take it if you're pregnant or if you have low thyroid issues, but fenugreek seed is great just to sprinkle on your salads, um, make a tea with it. You can infuse it into a hot tea um, by drinking it a couple times a day, but those are the top two herbs that um, are really great for normalizing any kind of cholesterol levels. Now, there's also some foods that are really great for this, um, almonds has been known to increase those good HDL um, levels, which, you know, is a really great one to take. So just snack on it by the handful. Yogurt is another one that's really great at, um, you know, maintaining those cholesterol levels. There's specific ones that you want to make sure that are in like strains of yogurt, yogurt strains that are in your yogurt. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say this, but it's lactobacillus acidophilophilus. Acidophilus. <laughs> L-A-5, okay, and bifobacterium BB12 are especially beneficial. I will absolutely write that down below because those words are really long. Um, garlic as well is very, very good for this. Um, and one of the ways that I like to encourage people to take, or you know, even Frank, is to pulverize the garlic. Okay, because when you pulverize it, it really increases its potency. So like chop, 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 like chop, 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 and just keep chopping <laughs> for like literally a minute. Um, and just keep um, slicing it and cutting it. And then what I recommend doing is adding it into a tablespoon of lemon juice, which is really great. It's lemon juice is really known for help to helping to balance healthy cholesterol levels as well. And so put it in a tablespoon and take it like a shot or use it as a salad dressing, which is much more palatable. But um, those are the main foods that I've heard that are really great for um cholesterol. And then another one, another herb is rosehip. 
Rose hip uh, is really great at just protecting your body from LDL cholesterol and oxidation. So it's a really great one to use as well. You can use the powder in a um, smoothie or you can put the powder in a hot tea or yogurt or you can just take it in capsule form. So those are the ones I recommend. Oh, I forgot about green tea. That is a very overlooked one. Now, green tea contains an antioxidant that is known for helping to maintain healthy cholesterol levels, and it's called catechins. Um, and what that does is it just is really great at protect, protecting your um, blood levels against that LDL oxidation process. So green tea is so, so good for you. Um, it's uh, one that I take every day. Um, I'll link my favorite tea below. It's called Peak Tea, and it's absolutely delicious. It's uh, got won awards and everything. So um, I believe I even have a coupon code for that, so I'll link all that below. But those are my top herbs, foods that I recommend for um, healthy cholesterol levels. Oh, that's so good. And so let me let me get into a couple of like – I'm going to just deem them as being like superfoods or considerations for supplements that I pretty much take on a daily basis. I, I don't think that there's any on my list that I don't consider – uh, utilizing every single day. Uh, if you are so inclined to jump on these supplements, you know, speak this over with someone who's in the know. Um, don't just, you know, just go out there and, and immediately grab stuff. But uh, these are things that I personally have taken a look at, like my blood labs and things like that, and have made really good conscientious decisions to be able to start using these. But we'll start off with ones that, you know, go ahead and uh, and make sure that you do what I'm doing. And then there's also some other ones that you can just start in. in including into your diet and uh, in, in order to be able to help out with all of that. So a couple of things we need to look at is uh, when we talk about the understanding of how conditions happen in the cardiovascular system, it's a matter of looking at free radical damage. That's sort of like one of the most highest uh, accepted and widely accepted theories on what really happens is that we have some free radicals that are actually created in our body or we come across them and ingest them, if you will, from our environment. And we need to start off with getting some antioxidants in the body. And so there are really great antioxidants out there that are naturally occurring in food. Uh, predominantly more of your vegetables and your fruits are going to be pretty well in high in, in antioxidants. There are some particular berries and things like that that are really really great for that, very high in antioxidants. But what I love to use is I love to use turmeric and ginger as much as I possibly can. I love those two. The curcumin in it uh, only takes up about 3% of the actual turmeric itself, but it's the curcumin that is the powerhouse and the workhorse of uh, what curcumin, or excuse me, of what turmeric can provide for the body. Ginger is fantastic. I have become a very large fan of ginger, both in its regular fresh form as well as pickled. I can't get enough of those. I eat fermented foods daily now. I get my sauerkrauts or my kimchi or both as much as I can. It's chock full of wonderful probiotics. Gut health is absolutely essential for great cardiovascular health. And so I make sure that I am putting lots and lots of really great bacteria into my belly when I eat those fermented foods. I eat foods high in omega-3s. 
when you think about omega threes versus omega sixes, they're both they're both important. But what we're finding out is that omega threes have a have a really good ability to ensure that the body is having the appropriate levels of inflammation. And so overall, he, having more omega threes versus omega sixes is showing to actually be a lot more optimal for. Uh, any type of management of our health conditions. And so you want to look for things like good nuts. Nuts have really good omega-3s in them. Fatty fishes do. So you got to think like salmon and tuna and mackerel. So fatty fishes are really great. Uh, you can even consider supplements, but eat food first before you try supplements because that's the way that I love to do it. You also want to be eating lots of healthy fats. So watch out for your margarines and your other processed styles of butters, if you will. Uh, eat more like avocado oil and eat more extra virgin olive oil. These are really great healthy fats that are going to be really beneficial for your body. You also want to make sure that you're getting enough magnesium. Magnesium is a naturally occurring element in a lot of different types of vegetables, mainly more so in leafy greens. I love fresh, raw veggies right out of my local uh, supermarket if it is not necessarily in season where we can grab it where it's local. But, you know, like I love local food. So go find your local farmers, ask them about the products that they're producing and get those leafy greens and get that magnesium in your body as well. One last thing that I make sure that I use is a uh, supplement called CoQ10 or ubiquinol is another name for it. And the reason why I love utilizing this supplement is because I am probably still depleted in overall CoQ10 levels. That is a that is a lab or that's a that's a pathway that you can run down with your uh with your physician, but there is a lot of things that can strip that naturally out of our bodies. And so I make sure that I use CoQ10 daily as well. So those are the things that I like to do every single day. Um, I use some essential oils as well. And I think that there are some essential oils that are fantastic for helping support those cholesterol levels that you're looking for. Uh, one of which is lemongrass. Lemongrass is fantastic for blood circulation. Um, it helps stabilize really good healthy blood circulation. Cypress is showing that it has antioxidant properties, as I mentioned, how important antioxidants are above. I love lavender because lavender is very high in a constituent called linalool, L-I-N-A-L-O-O-L, and that has been uh, scientifically shown to reduce the tension that is inside of our blood vessels, uh, and so therefore it has a secondary effect of really helping improve blood flow and everything like that. So I love lavender. Plus, it's just nice and calming and relaxing to the body as well. Cinnamon has been shown uh, to really be able to help stabilize blood sugar. Diabetes uh, as a condition can lead to a slew of other problems. And so it's really important to make sure that we stabilize our blood sugar as well because that can wreak havoc and cause a lot of different, uh, you know, unwanted uh, versions of inflammation all throughout our body. So it's really important to make sure that blood sugar stays stabilized through good nutrition and uh, and good exercise and things like that. And then we talked about ginger. Ginger, ginger, ginger as mentioned above, uh, really great for adding as a food source, both fresh and pickled, as well as even maybe the essential oil. And here's a bonus one for you that I think that is honestly underutilized, but it helps promote really good 
It helps promote really good circulation, and that is basil as well. I love using basil whenever I can. I use it topically. I use it in cooking of dishes, and I also use it in an internal sense with both the herb and the essential oil because basil is a fantastic herb to help support great cardiovascular health. So that's it. I know there was a lot um, that we were talking about in the last 20 or so minutes, but we wanted to make sure that you were on armed with the understanding that you're not alone and we have to battle back this wonderfully terrible diet that we have and we have to start making really good choices every single day that we can to maximize our cardiovascular health. Jackie, did you want to say anything before we close out for today? No, I just want to say that, you know, Frank didn't really um, blab on himself too much, but he is a living example of how proper diet and supplementation can really balance out your cholesterol levels. You know, we've even had articles written on him and how he's been able to just really um, dive into that and break that uh, genetic issue, right? Isn't it genetic in his family? So um, it's been awesome just to watch him really take ownership of his health and to just break through that and not letting, you know, just his his um, hereditary, you know, issues that he has with cholesterol dictate how he's going to live his life and what he's going to take on a daily basis. Yeah. So I just, I've always wanted to, uh, you know, tell you about different things that I love doing every single day, um, common practices, if you will, in order to stay as healthy as I possibly can. Well, first and foremost, when the when the when the good weather dictates itself, I absolutely get out in the precious sunshine. I drink lots and lots of good, purified, clean water. I make sure that I have access to that always. I eat those foods that I talk to you about throughout this podcast, and I make sure that I get that social support that I need. So, like, I really love surrounding myself with people that I can have great relationships with. I've uh, done a really great job of trying to remove toxic relationships from the past that has been very good for my stress stress i barely talked about it but i'll give it a couple of uh seconds here but stress is something that all of us perceived if i was in a room i would say all right who of you have ever been stressed out in your life right and who of you are currently stressed well stress wreaks havoc on our cardiovascular system it is easily one of the uh risk factors if you will about causing cardiovascular stress because of physical stress or mental stress that we're feeling so get out do yoga meditate I read my Bible. I make sure that I do those things that I know that is going to help balance my stress as well because why do all these physical things and not focus on those mental or even spiritual things because that's what we are, folks. We're dynamic creatures and we are capable of being as healthy as we possibly can. So I'll step off my soapbox, but I just wanted to let you know a couple of those other insights of things that I enjoy doing every single day in order to maximize my cardiovascular health. So without further ado, subscribe to us us, leave us comments, let us know that you're loving this podcast. Stay tuned. We love always giving away stuff. So I think that we'll be giving away something here very soon. So make sure that you uh, give us a shout out, share this podcast with others, especially if, uh, if you know that they could use the valuable information that you hopefully found in this podcast today. So without further ado, Essential Oil Healthcare Radio, we're signing off now. We're looking forward to seeing you on our very next podcast. Bye everyone. Bye-bye.